welcome back to blacker couch reviews i'm your host christina we are here for the series finale of titans episode 12 of season 4 titans forever i'm not sure if i would have went with that title but alas it is teen titans forever <laughs> because that is my reference point i think that being my reference point for this show certainly accounts for my my less critical viewpoint of this series than say some other fans that may have been a fan of the more adult version (laughs) of these characters but I thought this was a decent series finale I think I have clearly put it out there that I have requested one thing and one thing only from this series and they delivered on that so it's been a good ride for me if I had to rate the series overall I'd say 8.4 out of 10 it never felt as if it was a failure it was always how do you get so close to the finish line and not cross (laughs) Which is surely a shame because most of the things leading up to that, if not perfect, are pretty spectacular. But alas, that is not what we are here to discuss. We are here to discuss Titans Forever, written by, once again, Richard Tatum, who did, yep, he did the the premiere, as well as directed by Nick Copas. I thought the direction was solid. I think the writing was okay. Certainly had some scenes that worked more logistically than what was previously presented, particularly in Sebastian's reasoning. But overall, for a live action series based on some pretty kooky comic characters and one very (laughs) awesome Nightwing, this is this is pretty, pretty decent. I think it's the best we were going to get the way the Flash with Barry Allen played by Grant Gustin is the best that I'm ever going to get of my DC Flash because I'll never watch those movies that I don't consider. It's like not my president, not my Flash. Before we jump into the recap, wherever you listen to this podcast, Podbean's Stitcher. I just looked at the dog actors. I'm sorry, I got so distracted by that. But one is called Pepsi, the other Wrigley, and the last Ziva. I didn't even know it was three different dogs. That's how much I'm paying attention. But I thought those names were adorable. Back on to where you can find me. My social media will be below. Like, share, subscribe. If you want to send feedback or any other shows that we are doing. I think I'm starting a new series coming up entitled canon busters or something to that effect it's anime as well as 
as uh, Rick and Morty season six has come out. And then I'm supposed to get into this show called Bleach, which is anime as well. I haven't dipped my toes in anime in a while. <laughs> it's not that I never liked it because I actually did when I was a teenager. I just not even a teenager. No, 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 no. Uh, that would be incorrect. Probably between 22 and 25 before I got pregnant. I was into anime, but then life happened and I never made my way back. So thought those were some recommendations that I can jump into. But we also got Barry. We have Kiri, National Treasure. And we still got The Flash that is wrapping up its season. So just check my social medias. You'll see all the shows that we are podcasting. Now with all of that out of the way, because that felt like a very long, lengthy intro, let's discuss this episode. The horn is blown, Trigon has been summoned, and the password does not work. Access denied. Before Corey, Gar, or Rachel can prove Adora is no match, For super strength, Rachel decides on a more cost-saving special effects route, which is astral projection, and admittedly, it's cool. Trigon points out his son was racked with fear and weakness, and I know exactly how pathetic you are, but since you blew the horn, you are my true son. You're not angry about mother. Now, fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. She's not your mother. She was never your true mother. So you're never going to need to call her your mother. (laughs) Oh, if you get that reference at all, kudos to you. (laughs) She'll never be your biological mother. Uh, Trigon's like, I've pumped and dumped so many demonic babies. You should know she was nothing more than a loyal incubator. She told me we would rule the world as equals. That long ass pause from Trigon. But of course. Why the fuck you lying? The lies. There you go. I will say they spent entirely too much money on Trigon's effect just to have this scene. It's just me personally. I maybe would have spent that budget on the action sequence of Six Bandits instead of putting it all into. I mean, he looked great. And I know that people were going to be critiquing that more so than anything else. But man, I would have put that budget elsewhere. Raven didn't even need to come in to reinforce the message that this man is clearly telling you untruths because Sebastian ain't even that thick. I did laugh the way she said Sebastian's name like she's a disappointed parent. Sebastian, why why did you bring him here? And he very casually is like, yeah, because he has something I need. He wanted his power. He wanted to consume his power because he realized, ooh, drinking blood accomplishes that and he takes his heart out using the staff of his mother's and that's all that really mattered to him in the end far more enticing than the thought of a family which is why he rejected rachel in the first place and the titans because you were offered this type of love sir uh however you didn't want that you also have rachel looking over at the not quite so dead Connor 
<laughs> Appalled before turning back to real, like she didn't even think to. Well, granted, she's astral projecting. Can't really do anything to intervene here. But he's like, now that I've taken my parents, I think I'll drain you too. After she rejects the offer to rule the world together. He's like, I'm open to the idea. And she's like, you know, I'm not going to say yes. You just using that as an excuse that I turn my back on you and you really just offer me a no decision. Then she come back and like something happened to Connor. What do you mean something? He's dead. That's what happened. How are we going to stop him? I don't know what we've been talking about for the past three episodes. (laughs) First, we need to discuss the Connor ain't dead scenario, considering no one is reacting in that manner. Like, wow, should we put him in a casket? No, we're just going to put him on this table. Dick always pulling out some random ass hidden secrets. He's just, he's Batman's son. That is factual he will never get away from that he got some red kryptonite to go with his green kryptonite (laughs) which may revive connor and it's up to connor to make his way back i thought we were going to see a scenario in which connor comes to terms with himself but no he's just gonna show up in the clutch i'm okay with that Crypto ain't having nothing to do, but is as powerful as Superboy, but we're not supposed to think about these things. Dick makes reservations, party of six. I was like, what a, wait a minute. Why are y'all going to dinner? <laughs> Don't we still have a problem? Clutch your pearls and your shipping pillows. Corey's like, you remember the first time we met at a roller rink? Bitch, I got that memory ingrained. All right. I really didn't like you. I didn't like you either. Bitch, how could you not? You stole my car. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I'm glad I took the time to get to know you. Thought it was nicely framed. When Dick worries that she is trying to say goodbye and she doesn't combat that, he replies, Gar is also concerned Mama Bear may sacrifice herself, but Daddy's girl is optimistic. Until there's an alert that Sebastian is at a government black site that stores biochemical weapons. Question, what is even that mugshot of Sebastian's? They really want him to look like the world's creepiest pedophile. When they get to the warehouse, Tim just randomly shows up. And there's a moment of levity admiring him as the third time as a charm Robin in his Robin suit before a mini battle commences. <laughs> Is that all you got? Fuck this dude. Double fuck this dude. Work, 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 work. It's small moments like this that make this show. I love all the boys behind the boss ass bitches. Feminism done subtly. CW takes some notes. But it's a hologram, which no one should be surprised about since he stole the trick from Raven about an hour ago. Sebastian looking like a straight up. (laughs) 
loony case rolling up on a goddamn bike bruh shows up at star labs because everyone knows that's better than any government black site and despite being the most wanted man in the world no one sounds the alarm he's just able to walk right into star labs consistently fucking up with security (laughs) and poor dr epson i don't even remember her name didn't even know her name until he said it (laughs) he kills them saying if it was people like you that would not oh shut up if you're gonna kill me don't kill me even don't torture me by having me listen to your shitty excuses bernard wakes up just in time with no muscular atrophy to watch his colleagues be murdered bernard calls tim to give them the update and to reveal a secret by first giving us a backstory we don't need to know your reasons of why you have a wormhole in the basement that can that can transport anything anywhere and that's what Sebastian is after. How he's supposed to know this information when even the Titans don't is beyond me. Corey comes to the conclusion he wants to destroy Tamarin. At this moment, I would have sent a hootie who and paid good money to see that showdown. Cause blood would have gotten all the way fucked up. Crew 105 as if you look in the rumble Clock back, bust ain't now I done got your number In the club, you gon' feel it when it drop this summer Like rain, we gon' pour and hit you hard like thunder Cause in the dirt and we been more than drink you under the table Where them niggas pimp hoes and fly suits and gators It's one of those problem solved scenarios Where you're just like, you know what? If you wanna destroy the planet I'ma go let them, I'm, let's go ahead and show up to Tamarin We got something waiting for you <laughs> <laughs> kind of a stretch that jealousy and not the only threat to his power would be the motive with them being like oh she's th- this is the diamond planet and it's the it's the it's everything he isn't or something to that effect gar stopped the rv so mom and dad can get in the car and have the argument dickery alert dickery alert <laughs> i don't know why i put that in my notes <laughs> she is tired of uh, people putting their lives on the line when she can stop this but dick has a plan that's not really a plan but intentions to blow up the gate so that nobody has to die today forgetting that like a hundred people and connor already did but that is neither here nor there he really got one priority it ain't earth he refuses to let her go at it alone when she says she wants to because they are stronger together he talks her out of once again sacrificing herself which she is totally down to do but she says for agreeing to this plan we are even on stealing your car sebastian gets to the icarus gate and finds out he needs a tamarin to power said gate convenient one is on the way and she's angry after seeing that you killed her friend tim and bernard reunite and i'm glad there wasn't a lot of moment on that because we didn't need it i did lol when he came down the escalator in his boxer shorts you didn't have no time to find some pants 
<laughs> or a gun he guides them to the gate but sebastian has other plans he's able to mind control Corey. why not the other titans tim asked this question and i don't think we were given a sufficient answer oh he's got plans for her he could have plans for her and still neutralize you guys I don't know how how powerful he is, but he's got Trigon's power. So I'm guessing it's pretty fucking powerful. Then Rachel notices that Corey is gone. Corey is allowed into a room that is guarded by six security guards. And they said he got they got armor on. Like they really got some. <laughs> Before Sebastian releases the mind control, because you know he really wants someone to hear him out. You've reached your limit on talking. Shut the fuck up. I will say Sebastian's suit is actually pretty dope. With the cape. I like the mask off. But he was rocking the shit out of it. And I didn't dislike this actor's performance. I think that should be... I don't think I put that out there as prevalently. Because most of his performance just wasn't allowed to breathe. So you were left with this mild annoyance because he seemed like, and that's what he said in, to her, like, I liked you before. Like, I, like he tried to get her to be evil in that moment. I bet you wish you killed me. Well, you weren't brother blood then. So no, <laughs> you had a choice to be who you wanted to be. And this is what you chose. So no, don't put that shit on me of how I could have killed you. You made your choice. I made my choice then based on the decisions or based on the person who you were. Um, clearly shit didn't work out. So now I'm here. And, um, this was his best, I think, performance because he was allowed that space, <laughs> right? Given some proper dialogue, given even room to act out. And for the first time, I looked at him and was like, damn, he's fine. I know that Mimi has been saying it all season because she watched him in a previous show. But this is my only introduction to this character. He took off them glasses and stepped into his own self. I felt like his true acting performance capabilities. And then I was like, oh, okay, I see you. That is the unfortunate part because that if it was done sooner like maybe three episodes ago this would have been a it would have sat better he would have been a more accomplished villain for it but his his monologue wasn't necessarily not making sense like yeah my father's goal wasn't mine but i realized he feared he feared humans and tamarins coming together as they would be unbeatable and since i now possess his power I don't want that shit because I know that you are staying on this planet and eventually you're going to fuck somebody. I've been seeing the way Dick looking at you and I'm guessing that that is a possibility and the idea that anyone would have any control or power over me is something I no longer can can deal with because I'm that insecure as a person. <laughs> There's also metaphors in there, but I'm not in the mood to hunt for him in this series 
So his plan is to collide Earth into Tamarin, believing he will escape death because he's a god. You're no god. Yes, I am. Sure, Jan. The line about how life is cruelty and suffering, neither you endure it or inflict it. It sounds like the words of someone bullied enough after never receiving love because it was never given at the time that it was needed most to have made a difference which is in childhood i hate to bust it to you guys but you're not going to turn 20 and get some love and and you went 20 years without and that's going to solve all your problems it's hard to reverse engineer the initial damage which is why rachel is such a well she's still a child too though (laughs) this is a grown-ass man there is a difference right she could be saved because love intervened at the right time versus he went too long and it was never going to be a goal now it was all about inflicting the pain the suffering and the cruelty him being the one that can can have the power of that and that made all the sense to me and it was a valid reason to want to simply destroy the world and i do believe he's that much of a megalomaniac to think that he would survive it i also i forgot to mention earlier how they punked out trigon not once but twice (laughs) actually i think that rachel had much more of a damn fight with them how you gonna get taken out like that sir and i'm supposed to believe you did y'all really played him as a threat but it would have been better as stated if sebastian had flipped this switch three episodes earlier and taken mayhem's power this would have been a re like yeah it made sense to me that he would blow the horn to get his father there to fuck him over that makes sense to me because because that was a trajectory that that was following (laughs) versus i want to really rule together like i never wanted that because I know I'm fucking nothing to you. I know the truth of that. Let's talk about this fight scene. Actually, we don't have much to say. It was okay. Gar is far better without needing to change into an animal. I was underwhelmed with the six baddies and the flamethrower. I think it's adorable that Dick Dick gets a one-on-one with a magical being who decides to only use force punch once before gar almost gets sucked in the wormhole trying to get the cables off of Corey? i laughed at the breastplate for no reason <laughs> because i couldn't think of a reason they would they just like let's make a breastplate this is awesome <laughs> um Gar is saved by Tim. Tim was was doing the most in this episode. He got to help Dick fight blood. But once again, I'm reminded this man killed a whole room of folks an hour ago. 45 minutes, half an hour. I don't know how fast it is to get from point A to point B in this town. But yeah, these two uh, regular humans are (laughs) going at it. And I am appreciative of the fact that they were like, yeah, you're not going to beat me. You're right. I'm not. And Connor shows up to be like, yeah, I have superpowers. So I'm going to use these laser beam eyes that really can neutralize almost any threat. 
uh, and finally get a win as he pins him to uh, not even sure what he pinned him to because I saw that the uh, the sky was on the other side <laughs> that was freaking me out <laughs> I, uh, I rather like the effect though and then you had uh, Dick <laughs> who's just mad that you was going to have to be the reason my boo went away. And he electrocuted his ass. He was so electrocuted. It was like the, the Holy Ghost itself came out of him. And yet he was still his human form breathing. How the fuck did he not die? Rachel waking up Corey by remembering her bond and leaning into that love that she has for her family. I thought was really nice. This whole scene, while it wasn't perfect, it certainly um, ramped up the emotional bit that it was supposed to do. So my body was reacting even if my brain was going, mm. Dickie said, it's over. We won. Dickery alert. Dickery alert. <laughs> I know it's annoying now. <laughs> then the music came in with Corey knowing it's not over. She even told Rachel and you seeing the desperation. Oh, it's like, let's just throw this motherfucker out in space. Laughed <laughs> so hard. He was not trying to hear it because he knew, he knew, he knew when he was saying it, when he said we won, he looked at her face and he's she's like, no, no. <laughs> he could come back stronger than ever because clearly that didn't kill him and it should have so i need to end this once and for all dick tearing up i wasn't ready for that there's always an end she tells him i don't know how to do that i know i can't me either let's just wing it then this motherfucker speaks Oh my god, bro. Oh, hell no, man. What the fuck, man? Get your ass on, boy. Dick's look was gold. If he could have taken him out in that moment, he would have. But he's like, you know what? Make him suffer. I will say I wasn't too impressed with this blue light. <laughs> I thought it meant something. Clearly, it just means that she needs to go through the, the blue because she they knew she was going to be sacrificed and then she would get her real light back. I don't even care. But now I am curious why this decision was made. <laughs> I was OK, so I went through a rainbow of emotions I was so good, even with the weird transition to the flying, even the janky way in which she was just a ball of blue light in the sky that they were watching before she exploded. Never mind, there were no goodbyes with the rest of the family. All that was acceptable enough because Corey was flying. Then you see Gar crying. You see everyone looking. She explodes. And then it's fucking Christmas. Bitch, what the fuck? What the fuck? You know the rules, and so do I. 
I genuinely don't know why we got this scene. <laughs> One, it's May. I don't want to see the snow, even fake snow. I was Confucius and about to slap a bitch. Okay, because you went from this emotional crescendo to this Christmas scene like everything was just blown over. And it still doesn't make sense. Even after the fact, I was like, this doesn't make sense. Why would you put this here? Why? <laughs> I couldn't even watch it. Whatever was said, I don't know. I don't even give a fuck when Gar was talking about Christmas Eve, Christmas morning. I was like, are you serious? Did y'all really cut that? Then they went back to the correct emotional response, which was Connor and the rest watching her implode. And my man's Gar absolutely sobbing. He was the only one besides Dick bringing the emotion because my baby boy put me in a spiral. He was like hiccuping and shit. All Rachel did was she's like, you know what? But you know what? Sometimes if you're not really good at emotional scenes, like all the crying, it's better to just not do it. And I think that actress has made a choice. Like, you know, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I love her and I respect her too much for her sacrifice to just be sitting here bawling like a baby. Um, and telling that child, she's like, I'll see her again. <laughs> like I brought back death. <laughs> but, uh, Dick just standing there, not leaving the spot, still staring where she disappeared, hoping she wasn't gone, hoping she was going to come back up. They make sure we knew she was the true hero. What Connor's saying, she didn't just save us, she saved everybody. Then just as, because Gar's the last one, like, come on, Dick. Then the sound of thunder, and we all see Starfire, our starfire without the blue light bullshit that most likely will never be explained and then she slowly comes down in a ball of firelight and i'm like yes this was what i wanted it's all i asked for and then we got dickery alert i thought i lost you me too and then they kiss and she says whoa I feel like somebody discovered that footage. It's like, remember when we filmed this like back in season two? Like we should totally put this in somewhere. And then the editing person was like, ah, I'll put it here. Cause that's exactly how that scene, how that scene was shoehorned in. Then we don't even go back to like, oh, that was the, the the future. And we just glimpsed at it before we saw what actually happened. No, they all go to dinner and announce their future plans. The kids are leaving the nest. Robin's going back to Gotham to do his Robin thing. That's why he's Robin. Rachel being around children is a good thing. So she has applied for Bloodhaven College. Love it. Gar is going to handle things in the red with Connor spending time with a uh, red shoe, which represents Superman <laughs> in Metropolis. 
Surprised that Lex is actually dead. He's also like a billionaire now. <laughs> I am talking about Connor. It could actually change the world. The irony of that is crypto in a chair. Who would let the dog in the restaurant in a chair? And then I realized that Dick's probably half a billionaire too. Dick and Connor have one last mentor talk as he knows he is different drinking the same scotch that his father drank because I think he's trying to know and understand the man even if he doesn't approve of who he is and he admits I became like him and I don't approve Dick knows sometimes she crossed the line but the question is did you do it for yourself or did you do it to help people because real bad guys don't ask those questions and as long as you are you are not the villain now come back to this table and get diabetes with the rest of us. We end with Dickory. Dick and Corey walk down the street alone. And while it feels a little weird without even the dog between them, he is a concern wanting a drink instead of coffee because we about to fuck tonight. I like the outfit choice. It's not my style, but it fits. It fits Corey. And it is a reminder of the first time we met her in that disco dress. Then they see the red balloon attached to a stroller, knowing they know what's in their future, even though she said you never know what the future holds. It's a baby. And Dick made his intentions clear. <laughs> he said, you know how we're going to supposed to be stronger if like tamarins and earth people. Let's make a baby. I want to make a baby. Let's we're making a baby. Corey was beaming, but she's like, can I at least get you a drink first? Calm down. I think ending it with Corey's initial song felt fitting as we know Anna Diop been carrying this fucking show. Corey's character is by far the best character i'm not just trying to be <laughs> biased racially she is a consistent through line that i think is has been necessary for everything else to work without Corey and anna diop being Corey, i think the show would have not been as successful and that's just my opinion but i do think she brought a certain emotion to all of the other characters that that um that kept things afloat even when things were kind of fraying because those characters were not fully developed <laughs> in a lot of ways and even with the 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 missteps with her particular arc I think she still kept the emotional connective tissue. Um, that's again, that's now that is my biased opinion. But as I stated, as a series on a whole, I don't think it was a bad series at all. Um, I would even watch some episodes again, some not, but I think that I never say, oh, it's a waste of your time. I would say it's got problems, but it certainly is more of a concise, con, uh, concise <laughs> um, 
bookend type of show than many other series and because it was given four and not allowed the nine that would have fucked it all up it's uh it comes out as a success in my opinion once again if you want to send feedback on any other show that i'm doing blackercouch at gmail.com it's been a fun ride until next time peace hair grease and black girl magic i want all i